Hello Saints, Todd here with SafeguardYourSoul.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are so blessed to have these moments together in the Word of God. And remember, Saints, there's nothing, there's nothing, no thing happening on God's planet that is even remotely as important as the work of the gospel and feeding the sheep of Jesus Christ for whom he died to save so that they can grow in grace, they can be edified, they can be equipped for the work of the ministry according to the scriptures. And let me just guarantee you this one thing, by the grace of God, this outreach will continue to unapologetically endeavor to preach the whole of the word of God, regardless of who gets offended or not in Jesus name. And please remember that your prayers and support are vital to this operation. Thank you. Even recently, I reflected today upon how the Lord would, I don't know, what do you want to call it, gang bust or arrest someone in a blessed way. You know, it's one thing for the authorities to arrest you because you did something wrong or they thought you did. It's another thing, a completely different thing for God to arrest you. What I mean by arrest is God is so good that I see him working and just stopping people's lives right dead in their tracks to repent and put him first in their life. When they believe on the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of their sins, that's the moment of their salvation when they are born again. And we must use that terminology because that's what Jesus said. You must be born again. That's what the King James Bible says. Now, a lot of these new versions talk about being born anew and stuff like that. Totally lame. It doesn't have the impact. There's no such thing as a Christian that's not born again. Jesus said, you must be born again. Jesus said, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And both you and I who have been born again know that God has to do a special work to stop you dead in your tracks and see that you release your whole life over to him. That's repentance, which brings being born again or regenerated. Titus 3 verse 5 through 7 it says not by works of righteousness which we have done but according to his mercy he saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost God is so merciful that like he did with Saul on the road to Damascus he arrested if you will Saul and caused him to fall to the ground and cry out to the Lord and he was saved how about the Philippian jailer there in the 16th chapter of the book of Acts, where he cried out to Paul and Silas, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Now, I felt like I was supposed to talk about this. God will apply it to your life. We put together a small book recently called Revolutionary Evangelism and I want to encourage you to consider getting a copy that. It is uh, really good it's concerning a lot of testimonies about leading people to Jesus and should I say being led by Jesus to lead somebody to Jesus because that's how it has to happen just as it did in Acts chapter 8 with the Ethiopian eunuch whom the Holy Spirit quickened and told Philip the disciple to the deacon to go minister to him and he got on the chariot with him and the Ethiopian eunuch was actually seeking God he was reading a portion of scripture. And he said to Philip, how can I understand 
understand this, let some man show me. And you know, there's a great point right there. Saints, there are so many people, we think that when we meet them, somehow in our mind, maybe it's just me, but we think, okay, I got to go from ground A, from the very bottom. And you do. That's a good way to approach it. But we don't realize God's been working in that person's life since the second they were born, and probably before, in their mother's womb, to convict them and to bring them to Him. Now, that's what we have to realize, because sometimes, without me even thinking about evangelism, I'll stop, pull over, get out the car, and before you know it, somebody has got their head bowed, and they are giving their life to Christ. And within minutes, I posted something. I'm trying to remember. Oh, his name was Hilton. Hilton. I believe it would be found on the Because You Care page, which we kind of update on a regular basis about some of the things that go on in the ministry. And Hilton was, I'd never seen the guy before. I got out of my vehicle. We shook hands. We were, were immediately connected and drawn to each other. He was really drawn to me. And I ministered the gospel to him, whatever it was. It was the Word of God. And this dude, I invited him to repent right there. I said, would you like to repent and receive Christ right now and do business with God? Admit to him that you're a sinner and that you need him to save you and surrender your life right now to Christ. He said, yes, I'm ready. And he prayed. He got saved. And he told me after that in the ensuing conversation that I had no idea about this. I'd never even met the guy. But he said, look at my arm. He showed me his arm, the front and the back of his forearm. He said, I was in the wrong place at the wrong time two months ago, and I got shot. And you could tell he was scared. He knew his life was within inches of being taken, and that God spared him. And so, again, God is preparing people, and don't be surprised if you're prepared, because God uses prepared vessels. Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 21, if any man purge himself of these, that would be anything that doesn't belong to God in our lives. In fact, in verse 19 there in 2 Timothy 2, he says, let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. Then he says in verse 21, if any man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified and meet for the master's use and prepared unto every good work. Now, we all know that God wants to do a good work in the earth and he wants to use us. That's the context right here. And he wants us to purge ourselves, to break off our sins by righteousness, Daniel 4, 27, to lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us and run with patience or endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, Hebrews 12, verse 1 and 2. So if a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor. How many people want to be a vessel unto honor in the eyes of our Lord? Sanctified. Thank you, Lord. Set us apart, O God, and meet or fit for the master's use. Meet or fit for the master's use. No different than when a potter is molding clay. He has certain tools that are fitting to be used to mold that clay. And in the same way, we are to be fit to be used as a tool of God for his use. We are to be meat for the master's use or fit and ready to be used by the master and prepared unto every good work. Prepared. God wants to prepare us. God can't use 
everyone in the same way, not just because of different giftings that he gave us, but the more he prepares us, the more he can use us and that usage can expand. You can become a tool that is usable by God in a broader spectrum of circumstances. And this would be one of them that we're talking about today. And that is what I would call the born again arrest warrant. And, you know, think about the Swiss army knife and the multiplicity of diverse uses that this little nifty knife holds within itself, as was the design of the creator of the Swiss army knife. I mean, think about it. Would you like to be a type of a Swiss army knife for the Lord, where he could use you in so many different ways as he sees fit? And yet we must become meat or fit, ready to be used for the master's use, 2 Timothy 2.21. When God has, just like he did with the Ethiopian eunuch, just like he did in Acts with the Philippian jailer, just like he did in the book of Acts chapter 8 and 9 with a man named Saul, God had a divine arrest warrant for these beautiful souls. Do you think they're glad they got arrested by God? Not the civil authorities. We don't want, Nobody wants that, right? But we do want and we thank God. And if you're born again. You know what? God had a a born again arrest warrant with your name on it. And he dispatched the angels and the Holy Ghost quickened somebody to get you saved. Amen. To stop, to be a roadblock. It was somebody that was a vessel unto honor, was sanctified, was fit or meet for the master's use. Somebody that was prepared for that work. And God caused them to be a roadblock on your way to eternal damnation. How many people are glad that they're saved today. How many people are so glad that Jesus drew them and found them in their sin while we were yet sinners and saved us? How many people know that God wants to use each of us to execute born-again arrest warrants? And Father, we pray right now that you would quicken our spirit in your holy fear, make us very sensitive to your conviction, that we would truly turn from any wicked way in us thought or otherwise, and be purged of such, conform to the image of Christ, and be a vessel unto honor, sanctified unto thee, O God, and meet for the master's use, and prepared unto every good work. In the name of Jesus, we pray, Father. You know, recently I was helping a couple who needed some supplies, some food and clothes and stuff, and they asked me to drop them off at their apartment, and so I drove them over there and gave them each a Bible and a devotional book, I believe it was. And as I was leaving that neighborhood, it was a larger neighborhood. So I was trying to figure out how to get out of it because I'd never been in that neighborhood. And I stopped a couple of times to ask guys, hey, man, they'll walk down the street. How do I get out of this neighborhood and stuff? And we'd start talking and I'd get out of the car. And just again, there's nothing planned here. As we walk in the spirit, God's going to use us. 
he's going to prepare us now, though, to be prepared unto every good work, meet for the master's use, to be set apart is the key here. This is Second Timothy 2.21. I want you to pour over that passage, especially that verse, Second Timothy 2, verse 21. Anyway, I'd get out the car, shake their hand, give them a hug. And these guys were of another race. And it just, the love of God just went, shine straight through it. These might have been momentary. They didn't last a whole long time, but their life was changed. It was smiling. God used that as a situation to imbue in them and infuse in them his joy and love. Both the guys happened to be saved already, and the love of God touched their life. Again, a born-again arrest warrant is for those that have never been saved primarily, but also God wants to use you and I to be a blessing to others. And, you know, recently I was waiting outside of a building that required masks, and I don't do a mask because I wasn't born with one. And we also have First Amendment rights that doesn't include a mask as a requirement. So anyway, the Lord, I was just talking to all kinds of people of every race, older, younger, and the guard, the young guard wanted to talk to me. He wanted to hear about being in the Marines, and he had planned to go in the Marines when he was younger, but he broke his back or something and couldn't go in and stuff like that. And then a lot of other things he was ministered to. And this older lady that walked up and sat next to me, she had a cane. And anyway, when she left, you know, I figured I'd been talking a lot because I had been to her and other people around us. And I said, ma'am, you have a great day. God bless you. I'm sorry if I was just running at the mouth. She goes, oh, no, you made my day because somehow God was able to shine through the flesh. That I mean, I was probably in the spirit to some degree, not as much as God wants me to be. Anyway, she was touched. The things I had shared with her about the Lord and, and the Word of God touched her life. And I know many of you have testimonies of the same. And we pray that God would further purge us as we close here, that we would be vessels unto His honor, praise God, and sanctified in a more profound fashion, conformed to the image of Christ meet for the master's use and prepared unto every good work in this late hour. God bless you, saints. Thank you for praying for the outreach, the fruitfulness thereof, and also for supporting the work of the ministry. It is much needed. See the donate or support button on safeguardyoursoul.com in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, brothers and sisters, it's been a blessing to spend these moments with you in the Word of God. And remember, there's hundreds of more Christ-centered, scripture-rich, edifying podcasts on safeguardyoursoul.com forward slash audios. There's also a store page with several many books on there for your edification in Christ. They're all scripture-rich and Christ-centered. Also, tens of thousands of saints and sinners are being reached every month. Month, and your prayers are coveted for the fruitfulness and supply of this outreach. God be praised, by the way, for those who are supporting. And feel free to visit our donate page on the site. And you can use your debit card, PayPal, or Patreon. And you can become a monthly sustaining member if you choose to do so. And a gift of any amount is so appreciated. Part of this outreach is to equip and supply other ministering disciples across our 
great country and all over the world. And may God be praised that there's fruitfulness happening among his people and through his beloved saints as we know that the return of our Lord Jesus Christ draws nigh. And we say together in the words of Revelation 22, even so, come Lord Jesus. Amen.